So Derek, it's safe to say that we're in the thick of the holiday slash Christmas season. And I've got one question. What's your question, Grimy? Have you gotten all of your Christmas gift shopping done? You know, I'm like pretty close to being done. I've only got like a handful left to get, but all the big stuff is out of the way. I just have to wrap. And I am not looking forward to that at all. I'm like good at wrapping, yeah. but I hate doing it. It just takes so long. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I'm horrible at wrapping. But you know what seems to help for me? What's that? If I listen to uh, the rap rap from that I Wish You a Turtle Christmas uh, VHS tape. Oh, my God. The rap rap. We've got... You and I have a list going <laughs> in a Google Doc right now yeah. of just like the worst holiday specials we can find. So it's that. I think we've got uh, Alpha 5's Christmas. Uh, what's that called? I can't even it's remember. The one where he's just singing in his Invader's Zim voice for like 45 minutes. It's called it's... Uh, fucking awful. Yeah. And then my sister was like, you know what I used to like when I was growing up? And she didn't even have to say it because I already knew because the kid would watch it like three times a day all month for like the first five years of her life. It's some Barney Christmas thing. Barney waiting for Santa, which is from 1997. Dude, I implore anybody to pop on Waiting for Santa. You can find it on YouTube. Like the two main kids, specifically the boy, is like... He thinks he's going for Oscar bait here, the way that he's singing and acting. And you're just like, man, I hate to hate on a kid actor, but, buddy, this ain't for you. (laughs) (laughs) Try baseball or something. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Or watching paint dry or something, you know. Anything. Just try. We should hunt him down for an interview. We should find that kid from Waiting for Santa, Barney, 1997. Sounds like a plan. He's like, no, not not even a little bit. No. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, Grimy, what are we talking about tonight? I thought it would be pretty cool if we went back in time and revisited our personal favorite gifts that we got for Christmas. Love it. Love it. So we'll have 10 gifts total, five each. I do believe that's what we picked. And can we do at the end an honorable mention of like the worst gift we ever received? Yeah, I think that's fair. And we have to name drop who gave it to us. Name drop? Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I think I could still do that. Got to do it. Got to do it. That's incentive for everybody to stick it out through the end. We will call out members of our friends and family (laughs) and their horrible, horrible gift giving. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be fun. So, Derek, since this is, once again, my format, um, I think I'll just do the honorable thing and go first. Yeah, I, I should really start coming up with formats so you don't have to keep going first all the time. <laughs> no, 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 we're good, we're good. All right, Grimy, hit me with your first pick. Stop, evildoers! Stretch Armstrong, I will destroy you! Introducing Batman, Stretch Armstrong's arch enemy! Use the super-sucking back bump to turn him into a mutating monster! My first pick is Vacman. Now, do you know what Vacman is? Of course I know what Vacman is, but you should probably still uh, explain it to me. So anybody who doesn't know what a Vacman is, uh, he was... Stretch Armstrong's nemesis. I believe the figure came out in 1996, and that's actually the uh, year that I got him for Christmas. I was seven years old, 
So Stretch Armstrong, everyone knows he was this like rubbery dude that was filled with uh, corn syrup. Vacman is a little bit different. He's still kind of the same rubbery exterior. Instead of corn syrup, he's filled with this like grainy solid produced from ground corn cobs. Man, were these toys just made in the Midwest? Like, is that their whole shtick? Just <laughs> repurposing? Maybe the leftovers from farms that they couldn't like do anything else with. Yeah, maybe the next one will be filled with corn whiskey. Maybe I was thinking if they ever did like uh, a northern line, like Canada Man, that could be the one. Canada that's Man, with maple syrup. <laughs> yeah, Canada Man. Yeah, he's just overly polite and eh? filled with maple syrup. Eh? <laughs> it comes with a hockey stick. <laughs> comes with a hockey stick and free medical care. <laughs> Oh, fuck. So, anyhow. And the American toys are just filled with fucking corn, dude. Yes, corn. We we got corn while Canadians have uh, maple syrup and free medical care. Anyways, so you're mentioning that this came out in 1996, which kind of blows my mind. Because wasn't Stretch Armstrong, like, I feel like my uncles, like my 55-year-old uncles were getting Stretch Armstrongs when they were kids. Like, isn't that a super old vintage toy? Yeah, so you're not wrong. Um, They had a couple waves of them, and one wave came out. I don't know the dates exactly for these ones, but yeah, like, I'm going to guess probably like the 70s, maybe even before, you know, and the the designs weren't near as cool as these ones. These like more uh, stylized designs in like the early 90s, much cooler looking in my opinion and they had like what ninja stretch armstrong and they had his like his pet was uh fetch armstrong um mm, mm-hmm. but uh vac man back to vac man he comes with a, a a pump that like sucks air out of him and when you like take all the air out of him he becomes rigid and when you stretch him out he like keeps his shape when you stretch him they really like took a toy that i feel like you could have fun with as a kid in the 90s, but I don't think anybody's beaten down their parents' door for a Stretch Armstrong. And they really went, yeah, you think you're done with Stretch Armstrong? Check out this motherfucker. And then they just dropped Vacman like it was the hottest track of 1990. What'd you say? Six? 1996, somewhere around there. 1996. And what's even fun, like to to uh, um, to solidify your point, um, Vacman actually came out, this particular one came out a couple years after the uh, newer Stretch Armstrongs came out, when it like seemed like it was kind of like over with, so like they weren't they weren't on the shelves at the same time, which is kind of weird because it's like his arch nemesis or whatever you want to call him. Uh, I'm wondering how many people like I had a Stretch Armstrong, but I didn't have a Vacman at the same time, and I'm wondering how many people did. Yeah, I don't think I ever had either. What I do remember having, and this would have been in the very early 2000s. Have you ever seen? stretch screamers yes i have yeah absolutely i so i used to have one that was it wasn't ghost face but it was ghost face okay and uh and i also had a wolfman one and those were as close to the stretch uh stretch armstrong that i ever got because mm-hmm. their limbs were kind of stretch armstrongy like the the arms in the torso oh yeah sure but the heads do you remember those yeah it had like a hole in the face, in the, like in the, the face. ghost face one. He had an open mouth, mm-hmm. and then the Wolfman one just had like a big lesion <laughs> on his cheek. But they had this like gooey ball inside of its rubbery head, and if yeah. you squeezed it, 
the figure would scream and then it would just pop out and look like it was like pus or like a blood bubble or something like that. So that was what I had stretch Armstrong wise. Oh yeah. Which, grateful for that evolution for my own personal sake, but Vacman just a brilliant way to like bring stretch Armstrong back into popularity. If only for like a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Um, and you know, this gift, it was one of them things that left an everlasting impression on me. And, uh, I actually ended up buying it back just this year, uh, a few months ago. It's one of them things that like, when I think back to my childhood in the nineties, this one is one that like instantly pops into my mind. Totally. I could see it. So, do you remember who got that for you? Was it Santa? Oh, man, I completely remember. Yeah, so technically it was Santa. Technically it was my mom. Uh, we went gift shopping relatively late. It was literally like two or it might have actually been the day before Christmas. Um, wow. Yeah, we went to Walmart. I remember getting like a box of Legos because I was really into Legos then. Um, but yeah, this one thing and, you know, I didn't really put a lot together that this was a Stretch Armstrong figure. I was just like, this thing looks really cool. The box is really flashy. It's purple and red, and it looks really cool. It looks like something that I could fuck around with my Ninja Turtles with, and he totally came home with me, and I remember wrapping him up. I didn't wrap him. My mom wrapped him, obviously, but I remember her wrapping him up, and that was like the first gift I wanted to open as soon as we woke up the next day. Dude, that's pretty sweet. Also, quickly before we move on, I just want to say, so the box caught your eye which i think is a very important statement to make at the beginning of this episode because man i remember back in those days like i feel like like we weren't tied to ip the way that kids these days kind of have been trained to in the age of like marvel and pokemon being around for like 25 years and etc etc like the toy store was a very uh How do I want to put it? Like, when you walked into a toy store and looked at the aisle, it didn't really matter that, like, well, this was a Marvel or this was DC or this was Ninja Turtles. Like, the packaging was everything back then. It was just whatever caught your eye, that's what you went home with, regardless of if it made sense in a universe or whatever. It was just a very uh, different time to be picking out a toy because it wasn't about well, I want to complete this set, or, well, I'm really loving Yu-Gi-Oh! right now, and I can only buy Yu-Gi-Oh! toys. It's like, no, no, I don't know nothing about Stretch Armstrong right now, but Vac-Man looks cool as shit, so Vac-Man's coming home with me, even though it doesn't fit in with any of my toys, technically. Right, yeah, yeah, and, uh, you know, Vac-Man ended up being cool as shit, so, uh, yeah, shout out to Vac-Man. This is Gooey Louie, the game where you pick Louie's out of Louie's nose. But if you pick the wrong gooey, gooey Louie's brains pop out. Gooey Louie comes with everything you see here. Now there's a gooey Louie squirter in every game. All right, Grimey. For my first pick of the evening, I'm starting off simple. I'm starting off with a board game. Well, so there's no board involved with it. So I guess I'll just call it a game. But have you ever heard of gooey Louie? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I feel like I see one of these at Goodwill. Probably every time I go there now, for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) That's really a shame, too, because, like, anybody who's getting rid of a Gooey Louie can't trust them. Truly just cannot trust them. Not at Um, all. So... Gooey Louie is an interesting one. It's it's a game, and it's a guy's head, a plastic head, with a giant nose, and he's got boogers up his nose. And the whole purpose of the game, they give you a dice, 
a die, I should say. It's only one. Um, and you roll it, and that determines how many boogers you pick out of his nose. And there are these, like, really gross, rubbery, green, translucent, long boogers. Uh, but basically, one booger is tied to a lever in his nose that when you end up pulling that one out of his nose to pick his nose, it will pull the lever, the top of his head will fly open, and his brain will shoot out of his head. And whoever makes his brain fly out of his head loses, obviously. Um, But Gooey Lou is an interesting one for me because it's a toy that I always wanted. My cousin actually got it. This came out when I was doing research. It looks like in 1995 was the year that Gooey Louie was first introduced. Okay. My cousin got it. It was a cousin that I didn't see very often, and I was very jealous that he got the Gooey Louie game because we played it one Christmas Eve, and we loved it. It was just like such – it was the best time, especially back then. I would have been super young, man, like – uh, probably going on three years old at that point. So it appeased the three-year-old in me. But I remember for years afterwards, we just had like the best time with that game. But I never had a copy of my own. So it wasn't until like 2014 or 2015, so very recently, that my mom was like, well, what do you want for Christmas? And just out of the blue, I just had this realization. I was like, I want Gooey Louie. And she was like, you want What? <laughs> and I looked it up, and it turned out that they were actually making new copies of the game. And uh, so I sent that to her, and she ended up getting it for me. But even at, like, 25 years old, however old I was when I ended up getting the game, I have to say, it still plays great as an adult. Like, and I don't even mean as, like, a drinking game. Because you very easily could make that into a drinking game. It's just, like, a fun oh, game yeah, on its for own. Sure. Like, I don't know. One of my favorites, for sure. Uh, kind of wished I had gotten it a little bit earlier in life, but I'm not complaining because uh, if I'm being honest, I pulled that game out more than most other board games. So, so how do you 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 pull the the boogers out of his nose? And if you're the one that the brain pops off on, you, you lose. lose. That's it. The beauty is in its simplicity. It's about boogers and brain busting. Hell yeah, that's right up our alley. Like that, uh, you know, that toilet humor from the late '80s, early '90s. That's perfect and. Like I said, I see one of these in Goodwill like almost every time I go in and every time I see him, I'm like, man, do I want to fucking spend money on this right now? Do I want this in my house? Do I have room for it in my, my little room here? And There's like a 10 second pause where I'm like, I need this, but I don't need this. And I just like sadly walk away each time. But like, I don't feel all that bad because every time I go, I always have another opportunity. It's always fucking there. Uh, you got to take that opportunity because I know it seems like I feel like I should. Oh, should I buy this game? for four-year-olds yes it's gonna be the one game (laughs) that you pull out over and over again because again it's so stupid it's so simple it seems like it should only work for that really young demographic but no matter if you're 30 40 years old i've been playing this with like people who are in their 50s man they'll look at that and be like really and i'm like trust me and then they play it and they're like oh my god that's fantastic and it's like yes it is fantastic it goes quick it's random every single time, so nobody can cl- claim that anybody's cheating. So, like, it's kind of a perfect game. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't argue much when it came, comes to the age thing because, like, 
uh, speaking of Goodwill, the other day, I you remember Cooties, the game Cooties? Oh, yeah. So I saw one of them there, and I almost bought that, too. So, yeah, Gooey Louie is easily right up there with something I would buy at a Goodwill. I'd give no fucks. So you brought up Cooties, and I'll mention this quickly before we move on. So there is a whole line of those games. Like, it was Cooties, and I can't remember many of the other ones, but I just remember, like, they're all in very oh, yeah. similar boxes, and it was like... Yeah, very similar stylized boxes. Um, I think there was like Don't Break the Ice. and So that was the one that I was going to bring up because that one was always one that I actually really loved. Oh, and I feel yeah. like I need to buy a copy of that like today because yeah. that one was like kind of nerve wracking. Like it's it was, fun, yeah. but you're also like, ooh, I could be the one who breaks the ice. Oh, and, yeah, and sure. It's just a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure mm-hmm. for a little kid. Oh, yeah, and uh, real quickly, um, speaking of nerves, what's the other one? Don't Spill the Beans, another one that's up there. Don't Spill the Beans. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, I know that we're going off on this tangent now, but we're doing it. We're doing it very quickly. So there was another one. I have younger cousins, and they were born in, like, 2000, 2001, somewhere around there. Uh And so by the time they turned, like, four or five, there was this other game, sort of similar, but – do you remember a game called Elephon? Yeah. Do you remember that at all? Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, and, yeah. am I remembering it correctly? It's like the elephant that like spits out butterflies or whatever. Yeah, out of his trunk. And yeah. Then, like catch the him. whole point is that you just have to catch him in a net. Oh like, fuck yeah! Yeah. So that's a, that's a good time. And um, ugh, crocodile mini golf or alligator mini golf. Oh yeah. What's it, yeah. What's it called? Gator golf. Uh, gator golf. Gator Thank golf. You. That's man. it. <laughs> Dude, I I loved me some Gator Golf back in the day. So, all right, not to get too off topic here, because I could talk these <laughs> old school kid games all day. But uh, oh, yeah. Gooey Louie, that's my pick. You, the next time that you're in a thrift store, need to pick up a piece, if only to put the Gooey Louie out on display, because man, it's a work of art. Once upon a time in the sewer, there were four cute little turtles. Who suddenly went through this incredible mutation process and became the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> And then there was a sweet, charming rock musician. Who goes out of control, changes and mutates into Bebop. Oh, my, my. So, uh, yeah, everybody's probably expecting this from me. Of course, it's a turtle pick for my next one. 1993, I was four years old, and my Christmas gift from Santa Claus were two giant-sized TMNT figures. One was Raphael from Movie 3 and Mutate and Dawn. So I already had the smaller versions of these figures, but, like, I don't know if anybody else would really be disappointed by getting the big versions of them. I know I certainly wasn't. Like, it was one of them things that was, like, I was a pretty little kid, and getting one of these giant-sized figures, I was like, wow, these are almost the same size as me at that point in time, you know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. I I was a sucker for giant sized toys back then. Like, Hell yeah! I had a spider. I think I've talked about this before, but I had like a fighting Spider Man and fighting Wolverine. Oh yeah, I know exactly what you're talking toys. about. Set of toys, and those guys were pretty big. Like they were like a foot tall. And then mm-hmm. I remember having this <laughs> very specifically Michael Keaton Batman doll, which was oh, probably nice. like two feet tall, but. It was like the biggest thing in the world to me at that time. Uh, I just thought it was huge. Oh, yeah. I know what you're saying. Giant toys, the bigger the better in this case. Hell yeah. But uh, yeah, Raph, he was, like I said, from movie three. He was decked out in his samurai suit, which came with like this 
detachable mask, and he got his classic pair of size. Then Mutant Dawn. The smaller versions of this figure, uh, they came in a, a window box that had a lid over top of it, so you just kind of like open up the lid and you can see through the window box. So the bigger boxes were exactly the same way. Like everything about them was exactly the same as the smaller figures. So you open that window box and you just see this like glorious big fucking figure. It was really cool to open up the wrapped gift and then open up the lid and just something about that flow was just really, really exciting for me as a kid. It's the additional reveal. It's like yeah, getting man. to open a present after you've already opened a present. It was just this anticipation build up. I still have the the Raphael he's missing his size he's missing his uh his mask and I think one of the parts of his helmet is like broken if any listeners out there have it you can send it on unto grimy and we will pay you in love only not real money <laughs> just love yeah it's a, it's unreal I don't really see these things pop up on eBay too often either so it's uh, kind of a bummer so yeah I still have Raph uh, I do not, unfortunately, have Don anymore. Uh, one of the asshole neighbor kids. I left it outside at one point in time, and he either smacked it up against something, like a tree or something, and split it in half, or he just jumped on it and stomped and just completely in half. When I come home that one time, dude, I was so fucking crushed. Donnie was just in two pieces, and I had to throw him out, and it was a sad day. Take comfort in knowing that that kid's probably in jail now. <laughs> this is true. This is uh actually it might be true. I'm not sure. I haven't uh I'm not much of a, a Facebook creep, but um I don't know. It's a small <laughs> town, you hear things. Well, you know. I mean just we all knew that kid who was just kind of like the Sid from Toy Story. Oh, just had yeah. to demolish everything that they owned for no reason. Those kids are all, all doing horrible, horrible things now. So true. take comfort in knowing he probably got what was coming to him. So yeah, that was uh, my second pick. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, he is just like, I'm just going to move on. You know what they say about Christmas, the spirit of vengeance. (laughs) (laughs) Good strategy. (laughs) I just can't seem to stay away. Give me some loving, baby, please don't play. Okay, Grimy, I'm leaving this one up to you. Do you want to take a trip to the year 1999 or the year 2000? Ooh, let's uh, let's go 1999. 1999. All right, my friend. Do you have a passion for photography? A little, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Well, back in 1999. I had a passion for photography. Did you? So good old Sandy Claus brought me uh, not quite a DSLR, but the next best thing. He brought me a Polaroid iZone camera. Do you remember this? Did you ever have one of these? I did not have one of these. Well, let me explain it to you, and I'll explain it to the rest of the folks at home who may or may not remember this. So this was an instant camera. That's kind of what Polaroid was known for doing, the instant developing film right yeah so this is the weirdest shaped camera and the weirdest idea for an instant camera i've ever seen and in 1999 i would have been in kindergarten i had to have it the marketing worked for me man it's shaped like a pill 
I don't I don't know how to describe it. It is just like so stupid looking <laughs> and like the least practical thing that you could get for photography ever. <laughs> but man, I loved the shit out of this thing. I will say that. Okay, what's it called so, again? I have to look this up. You got to look it up. So it's the I capital Z zone camera. So I zone camera. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I I have seen this before. I wasn't aware that it was such a big deal. It looks like it was a big deal. And wow, just why? It, it kinda... was a big deal for like f- like four months. Really? Like, and I'll tell you why. It they they were really hyping it up before Christmas, and then I think everybody that wanted one got one that Christmas, and then it came with like maybe 10 pieces of film. Okay. And then everybody took their 10 photos with it and then never <laughs> bought film for it again. And then they probably discontinued it like a month after Christmas because dude, <laughs> all I remember is that my parents bought me this thing and then were like, great. And then I was like, I took all of my photos. Can I get more film? And they were like, absolutely not. <laughs> Polaroid did that thing where it's like, okay, so this is a proprietary camera, so we're gonna charge a buttload for the for the film, and my parents just didn't want to pay that money. They're like, no, it's ridiculous. I can just buy a real roll of film for like a fifth of the cost of whatever the film for this iZone camera costs. And to boot, the worst part about it was, I don't know if you can see it where you just looked it up. Mm-hmm. The film was like the dumbest shape I've ever seen. It almost looks like a Band-Aid okay. or like a bracelet. Like when you go see a concert and then like they give you a, a bracelet at the the entrance to the venue. Like that's what the film reminded oh, me okay. of. okay. That's – wow. It's real weird. It was really weird. And like so most of that isn't even a photo. The real photo that you can take on that is like – a one inch picture It is literally like one inch by like half an inch. It is so tiny. So like most of uh, the, the actual photo that you're taking isn't even photo. It's just like this weird bracelet like material to the left and the right. That wasn't even sticky, mind you. So like you couldn't do anything with <laughs> the left and the right parts. Really? So like if you really wanted these pictures, you would kind of have to just like cut off those ends and then put your one-inch photo somewhere. So all that being said, I know I've been shitting on this for like 10 minutes now. I really did love this thing. It was pretty cool. Like back then we didn't really have digital cameras. Like it was very much in its infancy, and people really just didn't have digital cameras. Right. So like being a kid and having something where I got like that instant gratification where I could see the picture that I took like – five minutes after I had taken the photo was crazy. It blew my mind. Cause like usually if your parents were taking pictures of things, you'd have to wait until the, the roll of film was done. Then they'd have to take it where they were going to take it to get it developed. And then that took however long it took. I know there was one hour photo development, but when my parents would do it, they would drop it off at like, we have, it's called BJ's. It's a wholesale club. Yeah. It's kind of like a Costco. Okay. They would bring it there, get the film dropped off. And then like, the next week when they would go to buy groceries, they would pick up the pictures. So in my house, it would take like a week on top of however long it took you to 
take photos off of that film roll. Mm-hmm. So to see something happen basically in real time is why I have such fond memories of this camera, even if it only lasted for like 10 photos. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I completely understand that. So I'm looking at one right now, and I sent it to you over Slack if you are interested in looking at it. Uh, I got the one it. I'm got looking at, it's giving me very strong yakback vibes. Um, yakback. Do you know what the yakback is? You like press a button, talk into it, and then you could press another button. And oh either, my god, I you know forgot all about the yakback. Holy crap! Now what the fuck is going on with this one though? It's got like headphones in it. Does this have an FM AM radio built into it? Oh, wow. If it does, mine definitely didn't have that. <laughs> This one's get, oh my really god! Cool. Yes, it does. If you click the third photo, it's got a radio built into it. This thing's actually really fucking cool. Like I love the wow. uh, the typical two thousand see through plastic. It's it's blue. It's like this really pretty blue and black color, and with these like really bright yellow hints. Like really cool, actually. This is like the deluxe model. Mine wasn't quite this fancy, but it was the same exact like shape and everything. So yeah, yeah I don't know. It looks really. And if you click on the fourth picture down, okay. You see, like, the directions for how you take the photo? Oh, yeah. No shit. You see that? Yeah. All right. The last picture, do you see how that they're pulling that film out? Yeah, you see, yeah, You see yeah. what I mean? It looks like it a Band-Aid. Looks, yeah, in this picture, it straight up looks like a fucking Band-Aid. Yeah, and that's, that's not far off from what it was like, so. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Ooh. Wow. Okay, wait. Sorry. We're looking at an Etsy listing right now. Somebody's selling one of these for $14.14. But if you look at the description, it says vintage from before 2000. And I want to throw up that before 2000 is vintage <laughs> now, technically. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh we're bit. so old. Yeah, the 90s wasn't oh. 20 years ago anymore. Oh, Jesus. Uh. Yeah, man. It's crazy. I, I, it, it, But, like, even looking at this, like, this does feel like a vintage product. You don't see anything like this anymore either. It's just so wild. You know what it is? What's that? It's the logo, and it's the translucent blue plastic. Yeah, oh, yeah, the, the blue plastic, that, that, that see-through stuff, it just really does it for me. We need to get back to that translucent plastic. Mm-hmm. That typical, uh, what, what was that, the old Apple IMAX or whatever? The uh, No, they weren't IMAX. Were they IMAX, or were they just Apple computers? I don't really know if they had yeah, a the, the Whatever they were, yeah, the Apple computers. The fucking spaceships. The spaceships, the Game Boy Colors, the Yakbacks, apparently, that I forgot all about. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my uh, one of my favorite gifts from 1999, the iZone camera. Great pick. My name is Angus, customer pals. I'll make anything into an arsenal. Cornelius is my name, summarize my thing. Fight like a warrior, sing like the king. They call me Cliff, and I like to climb. Put the drop on bad dudes anytime. We're the Stone Protectors. Our stones of power glow. Derek, have you ever heard of the Stone Protectors? Uh, I feel like I've heard them mentioned, but if I'm being honest, I'm not super familiar. So you'll have to fill me in. All right, so the Stone Protectors, uh, I don't know how it started exactly. They have a cartoon. There was a Super Nintendo game at one point in time, and there was action figures. So the action figures, what I'm going to focus on, they were made by this company called Ace Novelty. So to look at these figures, they kind of resemble 
uh, the Ninja Turtles a lot. So these they're like if you stuck a Ninja Turtle and a troll figure together, this is the outcome. I don't know how many of these action figures there are. There's quite a bit of them. I got one for Christmas, and his name was Clifford the Rock Climber. He is a troll with a red shirt and shorts. He has yellow elbow pads, a yellow headband, yellow goggles, purple belt. Then he has this really sweet aqua blue hair. It's kind of like, you know, what the trolls look like. It's a little bit different. They, they're not like yeah super long and pointed or anything like that. It's just like, this is like straight up and then shaved flat on top. He's got yeah. like this weird flat top thing going on. Yeah, you know, you sent me this picture of a few of the different, what are they called again? Stone, Stone. protectors. Stone protectors, yeah. yeah. So you sent me a photo here, and I'm looking. Their hair can best be described as guile from Street Fighter. <laughs> See, I, I wasn't sure if people would get that one or not, but yeah, totally. Specifically, this guy on the right. Like, he's in a full army getup, right, <laughs> as it is. Yeah. So, like, he's basically just guile. Guile, but, like, with a uh, weirder face. Yeah, guile, but make him a troll, you know? So, yours was named Clifford, and he was a rock climber? Yeah. Do you think they're just trying to be cheeky? And not just simply calling him Cliff? Cliff, yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of pretentious of them, Cliff. isn't it? Yeah, it is, a little bit. Like, what, you can't just fucking call him Cliff? Like, we know that we're all going to call him Cliff. We get yeah. the pun. Like, just do it. No, it's actually Clifford. That's not what we were going for. I think that's how a lot of the names are, too. I don't, like, I'm not real familiar with this uh, franchise, like, at all. This is the only figure I had, um... I don't know all the names to these characters, but like I'm pretty sure they all had like some kind of weird pun involved in them, you know, kind of cheesy like that. Uh, but their their yeah. gimmick was that they have this like stone pendant thing that's like fixed to their chest, and if you turn the right arm like around in a circular motion, uh, the pendant sparks. Oh. Uh, there's like a flint piece in there or whatever, and it must hit the right way, and it, it produces a spark on the inside. That was really a thing that they loved doing back then. In it was, stories. yeah. Like yeah. just throwing flammable materials. Yes. In, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why they thought it was a great idea. I mean, your asshole neighbor friend there, he was probably cracking this thing open and like starting brush fires with it, you know? You're probably like, right. Pull, Pull the plastic off and just spinning the arm. <laughs> oh, why? Why were you starting fires in the back? Did you? Did your mommy give you a lighter? No, I just used my my guile troll doll, <laughs> officer, my stone protector. He yeah. didn't protect me today. I'll tell you that. He started a forest fire. Stone protector. I feel like the the name is like easily forgettable. I don't know. Maybe that's why it didn't quite click with a lot of people. We have been talking about this for less than 10 minutes, and I have had to check my notes three <laughs> times because I keep forgetting the name of this line. Like, they yeah. look cool and all, but my God, oh, you yeah. are absolutely right. It is like the most forgettable name for a toy line ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they do look really cool. They're very similar to the Turtles. You know, they have like that, like uh, the same build. They have those uh, ball and joint kind of limbs yeah. um they, they they're very that, bright like, colored chest that broad chest like yeah. 50s strong man look going mm -hmm. on about them where yep. you're like are they strong or are they just fat like i don't know but yeah. like i don't want to find out you know mm -hmm. yeah and they, they have the like the really bright colors and stuff like the typical turtle villains do and i was really surprised because uh i when i looked this up finding out that they were from this company ace novelty instead of 
playmates because it's like i'm telling you it's it's uh, almost identical oh yeah i w- that was my first reaction when you sent me this picture i was like so those are just turtle bodies right with like yeah. weird troll heads on pretty much if i'm being honest with you it looks like some like weird custom toy that like some weird one guy on ebay would be making like toys to sell for $70 a piece, but nobody would buy them. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah, Like, he would just be popping troll doll heads off and, like, sticking them on (laughs) Ninja Turtle doll uh, action figures and being like, these are the Stone Defenders, my own personal creation, $75. (laughs) The Stone Defenders. (laughs) And there's, like, one guy, like my uncle, who's like, hey, have you heard of this guy on eBay? He makes this line called the Stone Defenders. I'd be like, where the fuck do you find this? (laughs) One of them looks like Guile. <laughs> My uncle goes, who the fuck is Guile? And I go, who are the Stone Defenders? <laughs> Holy shit. Good old Stone No, but defenders. yeah, they're cool, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're cool. They, you can start fires with them in your backyard. Well, looky here, it's Bullseye Ball. You got these little silver balls and a mini trampoline. All you gotta do is bounce the balls into the target to get your high score, and that's it. Oh yeah, one more thing, you only got 30 seconds. Yeah, it's Bullseye Ball, you're taking aim, bouncing balls, and nailing the bullseye faster, the clock is ticking. Hey, Grimey. Hey, what? (laughs) I'm gonna, do you, (laughs) my next pick is here. (laughs) Uh, guys, I'm not drunk. I swear to God, I'm just having a good time. Okay, <laughs> let's hear your next pick, man. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna take you all the way back to the year 2003, almost, uh, almost 20 years ago. We're getting there. All right, I'm gonna give you a hint. You hear this noise? I do hear that noise. Do you hear th- what do you think that could be? What does that sound like? Oh, here, one more time. You know, actually, what it sounds like, it sounds kind of like uh, a gumball candy machine or something. But I know that's not it. No, these are actually the stone protectors. Uh, <laughs> that's my next. next Those bit. are the stones I, that are supposed to be protected. Yeah, I pulled out all of their plastic stones, and I'm just starting fires in my house right now. Yeah. That's fair. No, okay, wait. I'll, gi- I'll give you one more. Ready? So you want to play bullseye ball? Ah. Oh, bullseye ball, baby. It's First of all, before I get into it, just listen to this song. It's so good. It is good, man. It's it's great. I can't believe that I, I've seen these, and I can't believe that there's all kinds of, like, electronic noise that comes along with them. So fucking cool. Oh. Okay, so for those of you who have been, like, dying in anticipation here, all two of you, my pick is bullseye ball from 2003. This is a Tiger Electronic game, not the one that you're thinking of. It's not one of those LCD games. It's no. not a video game at all, okay? What it really is is like a desktop version of Skee-Ball, but instead of rolling the ball up into the, the score holes, whatever whatever you want to call them, <laughs> I don't, yeah, whatever yeah. you want to call that, it's got, it's got a little trampoline made out of nylon, and the whole goal is you've got these little silver metal ball bearings and you bounce them off oh crap you bounce them off this little trampoline and you try to get it into one of three holes and obviously like your bullseye you get the most points from but this thing 
it's it's electronic, so it's got different game modes that you can pick from. And you try to either get high scores or you try to like get it in one of the three holes that it's telling you to get it in, basically. I don't know. I got this back in 2003, so I was probably in third grade, but I had definitely seen like a TV commercial for it or something. And as soon as I saw this thing, I was like, I was hooked. And part of it was because my mom's favorite arcade game, like when we go to Dave and Buster's or wherever, yeah, it's always been skee-ball. So I partly, I was a nice little boy. <laughs> I partly wanted this because I was like, oh, my mom will like to play this with me because it's like skee-ball. Oh, that, that's uh, thoughtful of you. Wow. It was it was thoughtful. Uh, it it turned out she didn't really play it that often, which was fine because I hogged the thing to myself anyways. Because I was like, man, this thing slaps. Like, now this is at a time when Game Boy Advance was all the rage. There was PS2, there was GameCube, Xbox 360, and I kid you not, I think this took like my number one toy. For a long time, because I just found it that addicting. Uh, it's just a great time. So, my question to you: I know that you're a bit older than me. Mm-hmm. Did you ever get to play this back in the day? I Have didn't. You ever played this? No, I never played no. it. Uh, it's kind of one of them things that rested in the back of my mind. Like I didn't, I couldn't even remember what it was until I saw a picture of it after you told me what you were picking tonight. Now you said you had the Tiger Electronics one, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking here on Google, and there are like three different versions here, and the one you have seems to be the coolest one with that like really cool starburst picture kind of in the background of the uh, the scoreboard yeah. there. Really, really cool. Uh, these other, these yeah. newer models, just I think Hasbro does them. They're not near as cool. They're not as cool, but if the gameplay hasn't changed, like I'd still recommend it because yeah. it's just a good time. But... Um, yeah, if you can somehow find this 2003 version and it's like not missing pieces and it still turns on, very much recommend because, man, it's a great time. Yeah, I think it would, uh, just listening to it, you play it on the other line, like hearing the noises and stuff, I feel like I would be addicted to it. Just the noise itself and like, oh, seems like an easy thing to like get zoned into. It's one of those things, too, where it's like, okay, I just turned 28 years old. Yeah. And every now and then I'll stumble across this again and I'll pull it out. And, man, like, I start going with it and it's hard to put it down because it's just one of those. It's very much an arcade game, Mm -hmm. but scaled down. Like, when they made this, they didn't try to miniaturize an arcade experience. Yeah. Like, give you the exact same experience. Mm -hmm. They were like, okay. Here's what works about skee-ball, and here's how we can put it in an 8-inch toy that can be played on a tabletop by an 8-year-old, and, like, you'll still get that same feeling of skee-ball, but you no- you don't feel like you're missing out on anything. Does that make sense? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, this was sort of an easy pick for me because it's one that it's never really gone away. Much like Gooey Louie, I just, every now and then, when I'm feeling like I want to do something a little bit different, uh, you know, I don't want to watch a TV show, I don't want to play a video game, I pull this thing out and I spend a couple minutes with it, and it makes me happy. It's very nice. It's a great game. I really love it. 
Yo, video game dudes, talk to me! This is Game Genie! Brokaloo! The awesome video game enhancer for your Nintendo Entertainment System. Attach it to most of your video games. Double Dragon 3 or Super Mario Bros. 3. You can go to any level. Live forever. So Derek, my next pick is the Game Genie for the Nintendo Entertainment System. You're familiar with this one, right? Oh boy, am I ever. Now I will say, just to preface, I never had the Game Genie because I kind of grew up in the era of cheat code books, mm -hmm. but nonetheless, I'm very familiar. So you got a Game Genie for Christmas? What year did you end up getting that? It was 94. So 94. Well, this these came out in 1990, but like 94 is when we got it. So you're using it for the original NES, right? Yes, absolutely. And this was one of those gifts. I don't you have how many siblings do you have just one? I only have one. Yeah. I've got the one. Did you ever have a gift where they were like this is for both of you, but one of you guys, the older one can open it? Mm. So I never had it where it was like only one of you can open it, but it's for both of you. Because if it was for both of us, we'd both, both open, open it, it at the same time. Okay, so yeah. there was four of us. So it was a little harder for all four of us to open it. But this was one of them instances where they were like, here, this is for all four of you guys. You guys can all use this, but like the oldest sibling can open it because fuck the younger siblings. <laughs> Well, to be fair, I don't know how four kids were going to open one Nintendo cartridge. Yeah. Like, that's a pretty small thing to have four kids try to fight over yeah. at the same time. Yep. I th yeah, I definitely I agree. That was pretty fair of them. But anyways, yeah, so the Nintendo version of the Game Genie, I know that there was one for Sega, and I think there was Game Genie for, like, the Game Boy. I don't know how all these other ones worked. I only had this one. You basically, it's a cartridge. And it has like this little flap on it and you put your Nintendo games on top of them, right? Then right. you put that whole cartridge sandwich inside of your Nintendo and this like <laughs> <laughs> the screen pops up and you plug in codes. It comes with a code book. You look up whatever game you're playing and hopefully that game is in there and you've have a bunch of different codes that you can choose from. I think Mario 3, they had like infinite lives. You had a super jump. One th one game that always comes to mind when uh, I'm thinking about the game genie is uh, Burger Time. Did you ever play that? I know of Burger Time. Okay. I've never gotten super into it. Oh man, but... so this was like a really heavy hitting game for my family. My dad used to play this fucking game all the time. But there was a code for infinite salt. Salt is like your weapon it like freezes them for 10 minutes so they don't come after you there's infinite lives there was another one i don't remember what it was called exactly if it was called like moonwalk or something like that but it wasn't anything that it sounds like you basically could just like walk around the screen in places that you originally can't really yeah yeah wow. basically like on the outside of the playing field where normally you can't go. <laughs> it's really, really a handy tool. It made for some pretty interesting days. Yeah, no kidding. Like, man, it just totally broke a game. And it was like, <laughs> I don't know, in Grand Theft Auto, we think it's crazy because it's like, oh, here you go. Here's all the weapons in the game with this one cheat code. Yeah. And the game genie was like, <laughs> weapons? Bro, I'll just break the game's code <laughs> for you. You can do whatever the fuck you want now. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you want to walk off the screen and into real life? We'll make that happen. Yeah, man. It, it's, like I said, it, it's a really, really handy tool. Uh, I don't remember how long we had it, but it did eventually break. Uh, the little, like, flap 
So you needed this flap on it or else if you pulled your game out and didn't have that, it would just leave the Game Genie wedged inside of your Nintendo, which you probably don't want. So it was like a case of either we keep this in there for the rest of its life or we'd never use it again. And I think we opted for option two. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know. Now that I think about it, I feel like just a permanent modification to your Nintendo isn't the worst idea if it's the Game Genie, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, in retrospect, I, I don't think we made the right choice. We definitely could have just left it wedged in there. <laughs> it probably would have been fine, honestly, but well, who knows? I mean, I'm an idiot, and I, I don't know. I wouldn't trust what I'm saying right now, but it sounds good. <laughs> well, 10-year-old me would have agreed. <laughs> that's the issue 10 year old Ten year old me. agreed with me <laughs> i don't know man i'm 32 now and i'm almost on board with you right now as it is so uh i see the more you agree the more i'm starting to think that i've said the wrong thing <laughs> <laughs> i'm like wait a minute no if you're at home and somehow still have a, an original nes in a game genie i am not advising you to break it off into the system <laughs> Unless you have a spare. If you have a spare you want to do it, try it and let us know. Uh, at It's Dem Boys. At underscore Retroplasm. Please. We want to find out. But we don't want to break our own stuff, you know? I want to be the very best Like no one ever was To catch them is my real test To train them is my cause I will travel across so, Derek, what's your next pick? All right. Well, you already picked the 1999, so you're getting the 2000 now. Are you ready? I am ready. You are ready. So, let's try to take a stab at what this could be. It's 2000. It's the millennium. What are some of the hottest things on the planet? Britney Spears, in sync. Uh, what else? Can you think of anything? Uh, 2000s. Computer blowing up. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. well, that never happened. Yeah. Unless you put one of those stone defenders up against it. Stone defenders. And just cranking away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, whatever the fuck they're called. Troll guiles. Troll guiles. No, Grimy, it's 2000. It's Pokemon, okay? It's, it's Pokemon everything. It is, right? man. There's fucking Pokemon everywhere. So, in 2000, I think, yes, I would have been. I would have been in first grade. Okay. So kindergarten and first grade, my life was just all Pokemon all the time. And Santa knew that. And our very special Millennium Christmas, where <laughs> Y2K hadn't quite happened yet, but I'm pretty sure Impending Doom was on the minds of many, including Santa himself. Yes. Uh <laughs> I had one big old Pokemon blowout of a Christmas. So I've got a home video somewhere, but man, when I say I got Pokemon everything, I got Pokemon everything. Nice. Like that was the theme that year. And shockingly enough, not even games. Really? See, the thing was, I already had all the Pokemon games at that point. Okay. That were out. So... I didn't need to get the games for Christmas. What I was getting were just a lot of, like, toys. I mean, I remember specifically I got uh, a Pokemon winter hat that I wore, like, all the time. It had embroidered the Gen 1 starters on it. So it had Pikachu, 
It had Charmander, Bulbasaur. It had Squirtle. All four of those guys embroidered on the hat, and I wore the hell out of that hat. Even when it wasn't cold out, I just wanted it on me all the time. Oh, yeah. I also got an Ash Ketchum hat because that was the coolest thing ever. Like, I could pretend like I was Ash, so that was a, more of a baseball hat. Nice. Um, Action figures. My God, I had so many Pokemon action figures that I opened up that year from that home video. Okay. Um, but the couple that really stand out in my mind, and I sent you a photo of a couple of these things. The first one was this Pokemon activity set. Now, I found one on eBay. I actually did have this one, but I had like two or three of these ones. So the one that I was able to find, it's called the Sticker Extravaganza set. So this came with, like, I'm looking here. It looks like it has 140 stickers in it, something crazy like it ha- that. It has to have a fuck ton of stickers in this because this thing is just, wow, just wraps of stickers. comes with a sticker album, so you can just shove them all oh, over the place. I see. So I had one of those, and I had, um, like, a more proper activity kit, if you will, where it was more coloring-centric. So it came with markers and crayons or whatever and, like, coloring pages of just the outlines of the the anime characters so you could color them in. Very cool. This looks like something that uh, typically Rose Art would do, but this is by Sandy Lion. I don't think I've ever heard of them. Yeah, I think it's just the knockoff of Rose Art, which <laughs> in turn was the knockoff of Crayola. Yeah. So these are just like knockoffs of knockoffs. <laughs> but they look amazing. Uh, like this is the, one of them things that you would be happy to have for Christmas in the 2000s. Oh, absolutely. And me being a kid who is like really into art, this was just playing right up my alley. Oh, man. yeah. It was everything I wanted. So I got those. And the next thing, like... The biggest piece that I remember and I have video proof of is this Pikachu Pokemon 35mm flash camera. This thing is so sick. Now, I am familiar with this. One of my, It's not wasn't mine, but one of my buddies had it, and I was so fucking bummed that I didn't have one for myself. This thing is beautiful. Everything good from our childhoods was Tiger Electronics. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> So it comes in this really cool clamshell case with just beautiful artwork. It's just like red and blue and very vibrant. Uh, But the camera itself, it's very reminiscent of that Pikachu N64 console. Yeah. Do you remember that? You know, I was actually going to bring that up. As soon as I saw this and I remember what it was like, this hands down looks exactly like that. Like very reminiscent. Definitely. So... It's got Pikachu. It's a yellow camera. It's got Pikachu molded on one side. The actual uh, shutter itself is uh, a Pokeball. And what I love most about this is the shutter button itself is a a diglet. So just really cool use of Pokemon on this camera. Like they could have just made a standard point-and-shoot camera and put some Pokemon graphics on it, but they, like, really went all out for this. Like, even the back of the camera where you put your eye up to the viewfinder, 
it's got the back of Pikachu, like it's got his ass and it's got his tail molded into it. Yeah, they they went all out with this camera. And I love in this picture here, it shows the packaging. Uh, it comes in that typical Tiger electronic packaging where you could never fucking open. You had to have like uh, a master's degree a in package opening <laughs> to figure yeah. this shit out. Yeah, I'll also mention if you click on the second picture, Grimy, you'll see on the back the actual photo um of a photo that this thing would take. Oh yeah. And the film that this camera came with had a special border built into it where it had a bunch of Pokemon surrounding whatever picture you were taking um as well as like four in each corner, a, a one in each a big bigger Pokemon. So there's a Pikachu, there's a Blastoise, there's a Squirtle and there's a Meowth for instance on this one that they're showing. So Every picture that you took with this, you were reminded what camera you used to take it because Pokemon were plastered all over your pictures, which I, it's kind of obnoxious, but it's also kind of really cool. Oh man. Yeah. I kind of want a picture of me with Pokemon surrounding me right now. I would probably hang it up in my locker at work. We can make that happen. As long as we spend the low, low price of $150 plus $12 shipping on eBay. <laughs> what a, Gotta what get a that slap shipping in the in face. There, the $12. the $12 shipping. It's like, <laughs> dude, just include the shipping in with it and make me think I'm getting a deal at least. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> 2000 was my big old Pokemon Christmas. Uh, and I'm sure I got some other stuff too, like slippers or pajamas or whatever. But that camera, that was really the big one for me. I really loved it. Mm. Now, little spike headed one. Uh -oh. First lesson. <laughs> lesson number two. <laughs> ah, now we take Butterfinger break. <laughs> Crispity, crunchity, peanut buttery butter. In 93 or 94, I can't remember which one it was. I was, uh, let's see here, four or five years old. So yeah, 93 or 94. My uncle, it was the day before Christmas, we spent time there with the family because his house was the biggest at that point in time. What he gave me was a coupon for one free lesson at the local martial arts class, which was kind of like right up my alley. I was already a huge fan of the turtles. Um, I liked ninja everything. Um, I liked the Power Rangers when they came out. Anything that had anything to do with like a martial arts thing, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, that was huge for us back then. There was just something was. about martial arts and like ninjas that, uh, I don't know if it was like, it was new for us as Americans or it just took kids by storm. I, I really don't know. All I know is, man, like, everybody that I ever knew was just obsessed with that back then. Oh, yeah, me too. And, like, I remember people talking to me about, like, Bruce Lee. And before Chuck Norris became this, like, huge laughingstock kind of meme thing in today's culture, like, I was a huge fan of Chuck Norris when I was a kid. So, yeah, obviously uh, a free martial arts lesson was right up my alley. Now, before I had gone to this, it was like three or four weeks later after Christmas when I was able to go. It was really building some crazy anticipation with me. Uh, and I had this picture of how everything would go. You know what I mean? Like I had this idea that I would get like a suit and it would be really fucking cool. And yeah. it actually turned out that it wasn't cool at all. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, yeah, my yeah. question to you before you go any further, you said it was a coupon for a free lesson. Do you think yeah. your uncle paid for that, or do you think he was just walking through the mall one day, and there was people outside the <laughs> karate studio, and they were like, hey, here's a complimentary lesson. Uh, you can come in and take your first lesson on us, but like they never teach you anything. Do you think that was it? You know, I really never thought of that. Um we don't really have a mall here. The place is pretty local, like where I live right now. Um, it's not here anymore, but it was just downtown. Um, it's a very small place. I knew a lot of kids that went to it already. I'm not sure if you had to pay for it or not, or if they were just kind of handing them out, and maybe there was <laughs> like, you know, I have no idea. But I'm telling you what, when I went, they didn't teach us shit. And what they did teach us, I didn't have a fucking clue what was going on. <laughs> Well, all right, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that he actually bought you a Christmas gift. We'll, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt, but, yeah. yeah. I mean, he he might not have. It might have just been like, hmm, yeah, this is free. Fuck it. <laughs> Regifted it to you? He was just like, yeah, 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 I think that you'd like this. And he was like, sweet, that's another gift I don't have to buy. Yeah. So, now, when I went to this, this lesson, uh, like I said, I was like, I don't know. Some three, four, five. I have no idea. I still really didn't know my left and right very well. I had no idea what the fuck was going on. When they were telling me like left foot forward or right foot forward, I was like, yeah, this one. And there was three or four other kids there with me all at the same time doing this free lesson. And none of us had any fucking clue what we were doing <laughs> when this guy was telling us what to do. It was, oh, it was kind of a nightmare. And my, like I said, the biggest bummer for me was not even getting like a, a, a suit the the gi or whatever you want to call it i was like this is fucking lame so i was just there in like my sweats and like a sweatshirt and uh, i think i had like a pair of socks on or something it's like this doesn't this doesn't feel karate to me at all (laughs) (laughs) see i gamed the system back in the day because i never did martial arts but i had cousins who did Mm -hmm. so by the time i got obsessed with it my cousins had already gone through years of it and so yeah. my mom was like, I mean, I know that he doesn't actually want to go through and learn it. So I'm just right. going to ask my cousins for <laughs> for their old uniforms. And so she did and gave them to me. And that was good enough for me, man. I had my little oh, karate see, uniform. I'd wear it around. I'd have a good time. Didn't have to go to a lesson in my life. Not even one. Oh, yeah. And uh, honestly, for, for me, it would have been the same way. If I would have gotten handed down a suit, that would have been all I ever needed. But uh, I don't know. Down the road later, I think I was maybe 15 or 16. I did end up getting kind of serious with it for about three or four years. And then, I don't know, I just, you know, you become a teenager, typical teenager, and you just kind of like phase out. And that's kind of what I did. Sometimes I wish I still stuck with it. Other days, I'm just like, dude, fucking 32 years old. I don't even want to, like, go for a run anymore half of the time, let alone <laughs> fucking karate. Like, I mean, I, I guess the real-world applications for karate are probably slim to none. The older we get, the more it's sort of like, yeah, I mean, if somebody breaks in my house, I'm not going to roundhouse them. I'm just going to hide under my kitchen table and call the cops, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, like, grab the closest thing you have to you, whether it's a lamp or your fucking cat. Like, something's getting thrown yeah. at this dude yeah. coming into your house. Yeah, or, you know, just lay down and take it. Just be like, all right, <laughs> this is my life now. You you got to do whatever you got to do. I'm just yep. going to go along with the ride, sir. Yeah, absolutely. 
But either way, I will always have the memory of going to a karate class for free with four other kids who had no idea what the fuck we were doing. Get a clue. Get a job. Get a haircut. Get some hair. Have some respect. Have some prunes. Why you? I don't want to take this and just get it. With new games like Ken Griffey Jr.'s Major League Baseball, Tetris Plus, and Donkey Kong Land 3, the world is a better place. <laughs> nice earrings. All right, Grammy. I think we're coming up on the close of our show here. I am down to my final pick. And uh, forewarning, everybody. It might be a little bit of a bummer, but I felt this, this was the right thing to do because it is genuinely one of my favorite gifts I've ever been given. And it's got a nice little history behind it. So much like I did with Bullseye Ball, I'm going to let the gift speak for itself. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Let's hear it. Ooh, I know what that is. Yep. But do you know what that is? Oh, Donkey Kong. That's right. So in my hand, let me shut it off. I'm holding an all-black Game Boy Pocket and Donkey Kong Land 2 for the original Game Boy. So I got this when I was very, very young. I want to say I might have gotten this in, like, 1997. Okay. At the very latest, 1998. So that would have put me at, like, three or four years old. So I was very young when I got this. Um... My aunt gave me this Game Boy. And just a little bit of a backstory. Um, my aunt lived in what we call uh, around here a three-decker. It was a three-family home. So on the very top third floor uh, was my uncle. And on the second floor was my aunt and my uncle and her family. And on the first floor... It was my grandmother on my mom's side, my grandfather. Um, so every year at Christmas, all three floors would come down to the first floor to my grandmother's house, and they would all do Christmas Eve. Now, these are all apartments, so they're not big. They were pretty small, and somehow they were managing to fit like 40 to 45 people in these apartments Wow. Every Christmas. Yeah. I mean, eventually it would get to a point where you'd sort of have to split off between the three apartments. So my uncle had uh, a pool table and a dartboard up in his apartment in the third floor. So, you know, like some of the older kids and like my younger uncles would go up there and they'd hang out. They'd probably have, you know, a couple beers or something and go play pool, um, you know, after everybody was done eating. Um well, you know, and somebody might have landed on the second floor at my aunt's and, and hung out up there just to sort of disperse the people a little bit. But, yeah, when it came time to do the gifts, and again, with that many people, gifts took, like, all night. We would probably start opening presents at, like, 7.30 at night. And sometimes it will go to, like, 11.30 midnight before everybody was done opening gifts. So this particular Christmas... Um, up to this point, I don't know if I had a system of my own, but I don't think that I did. If I did, it would have been a hand-me-down from my uncle, who was just always like a big kid. He was always buying a new system for himself, and what he would do 
was he would either leave his old system at my grandmother's house for me to play when I would go there, or he would give them to me, and then I would have, like, you know, I'd be, like, two generations behind at my own house, basically. Right? Okay. Yeah. So the reason that this Game Boy holds such a special place in my heart is because I'm pretty sure, like, I'm 99% sure that this was the first game system that was bought specifically for me. Like, that was all mine. It wasn't somebody else's beforehand. It was mine straight out of the box. When I opened it up, it was brand new. Nobody had ever touched it before. So I was super excited. Oh, yeah. And you really, really remember Absolutely. stuff like that for sure. And, like, yeah, I know I was really young, and uh, I might be misremembering some things, but I, I remember this very clearly. Yeah, I just remember my aunt coming over to me and pulling me aside and saying Christopher her youngest son told me that you might like this so this is from me and Uncle Billy we got this for you so my my youngest he was still older than me but her youngest son my cousin Christopher was looking out for me <laughs> from day one making sure that I got my own Game Boy but uh, so yeah I mean I opened it and I think my jaw hit the floor and I was just out of my mind. Like, how could you not be right? Like this was before uh, Game Boy Color came out, obviously well before the Game Boy Advance. So this was like the newest Game Boy at the time. And it was perfect for me because it was really small and it's even holding it today. Like it is a tiny little compact thing. Yeah, that's it. that's the I, Game Boy Pocket, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. They had that like really sweet commercial with uh, the the teenagers and the old people bickering back and forth about it yeah yes yeah. exactly so good exactly um so yeah i mean this just holds a lot of memories for me because i mean for a long time this was my game boy you know i didn't have any other game boys or anything like that um and i remember just getting a bunch of different games for it that uh, for better or for worse if they were good games or bad didn't really matter because it's what i had it's what i could play uh like the hercules game i think i mentioned it before maybe even on haunted hangovers podcast but uh the casper game boy game i had that um but yeah it all started at that christmas back when i was very young in 1997 like i said or 98 uh, my aunt gave me this and it's, it's even more special now that I'm older. Um, because these were people that didn't always have a lot, but my aunt was always one of those people where when she knew, especially that it was going to make a kid happy, it really didn't matter how much she had, she would do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because she just wanted that kid to have that moment. And it worked, man, because here I am like 25 years later talking about it and it stuck with me all that time. And there was one other time when I was probably in fifth or sixth grade where she did a similar thing for me for my birthday where she bought me uh, a PS2 game at that point um, that I really wanted that nobody else was getting for me for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and even that kind of has stuck in my mind ever since. But yeah, so it's just one of those gifts where it's like, Obviously, it's cool. Obviously, I'm going to love it because it's a Game Boy. I've got this, like, affinity for video games. But uh, it took on a new meaning the other day because, unfortunately, she just passed on. Uh, so I think it's really kind of cool that I've got this little Game Boy uh, to sort of keep her in my memory. So, yeah. 
that's my last pick. Great gift, better memory, and uh, very special. All right, now that I've brought the room down, <laughs> um, I figured we'll honor our commitments that we had said at the uh, start of the episode uh, by calling out our worst Christmas gifts. And uh, considering I threw you under the bus and roped you into this, I'll go first this time. <laughs> okay. Just to get the ball rolling, <laughs> all right? Um, so my worst Christmas gift, by far, hands down, that I've ever gotten, it was the Christmas of 2009. And I remember that it was the Christmas of 2009 uh, because the game Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Smash Up had just come out for the Nintendo Wii. Yeah, I do remember that one. Now, for a frame of reference, I would have been 16 at this time. Okay. Okay. Um, I remember specifically asking for this game for Christmas. I got through all of my Christmas gifts from my parents. And man, I'm going to admit right now, this is kind of cringy, but I swear there's sort of a reason for the cringe. Um, so I got through all my presents. I did not get this Ninja Turtles game for the Wii. And I can tell you why. It's because my parents are like, dude, you're 16 years old. You don't need a Ninja <laughs> Turtles game on Nintendo Wii. You know what, they, know what they did give me? They gave me an electric razor. An electric razor. <laughs> <laughs> Here, you don't need turtles and shave your fucking face. <laughs> the gift of a Christmas shave, just yeah. like in the Grinch. <laughs> yeah, how about that? Uh, the problem being grimy is that I don't even think I started growing facial hair until I was in my 20s. <laughs> Holy shit. So I remember, and this is a little embarrassing, but I feel like it's warranted. I I was, like, really frustrated, and I couldn't properly convey why I was so frustrated. Yeah. And my mom's like, what's wrong? And, dude, I teared up a little bit, and I was like, because you got me a stupid razor instead of the Ninja Turtles game. And I think <laughs> I was so pissy. Because I realized at that moment, my childhood was slipping through my fingers. <laughs> when, you, when you're gifted your first razor, you're like, oh, fuck, it's all downhill from here. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, this And is it true. made it worse that it was a thing from my childhood that I asked for and I didn't get. And I was gifted something that was very much an adult gift. And that hurt, man. That hurt a lot. So my worst Christmas gift... My parents got me an electric razor instead of a Ninja Turtles game, and I lost a little bit of my childhood that day. <laughs> <laughs> so now that I've thrown my parents under the bus and uh, embarrassed myself, you're up, buddy. You know, honestly, I was just going to go back and say that uh, I, because I can't really think of anything off of the spot right now. Now that I'm looking at it, I know that this is a show that's supposed to be our, like, you know, uh, our some of our best Christmas gift moments from past Christmases. Uh, but now that I'm looking at it and the more that we talked about it behind the scenes here, yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with the, the free karate lesson. That might have been one of the worst gifts. <laughs> a a three-year-four-year-old, a, a free karate lesson. I'm sure my mom was like, this fucking sucks. I don't even want to be here. <laughs> and then to like hang out with three kids, I have no idea who they are. None of us know left from right yet. Yeah, uh, yeah it was... 
It was pretty weird, pretty weird. I guess one other, one other quick mention. I think I was 14 years old. One of my exes, at this, obviously ex now, um, I think she got me like cologne or something, a really cheap like $1 cologne at a Dollar Tree or something. <laughs> I thought that was kind of a weird thing to get for a 14-year-old kid. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I don't really know what you get for 14-year-olds even nowadays. Like, I struggle with trying to get gifts for my nieces and my nephew who are teenagers. I don't really know what kids want these days is what I'm trying to say. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, even me, when I was 14, like, cologne was, like, the last thing on my mind. And, like, the first thing I thought was, like, do I, do I fucking stink or something? Like, I don't understand. Don't all 14-year-olds just want a pack of black and milds? Like I feel, oh yeah, I, I think yeah, that's what yeah, all fourteen-year-olds want. They just want to try cigarillos just once. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, or you know, a case of beer or whatever. So weird. Yeah, maybe that was one. I know mine. Mine aren't near as cool as, as your pick, but I tried. I tried my best. Hey, okay, <laughs> that's that's okay. I made you throw somebody under the bus, so. This is true. All right. Well, I'm sorry that I made you think about the uh, $1 cologne that your 14-year-old uh, girlfriend bought for you. But uh, you have to admit, the rest of the episode was a pretty good time. Yeah, man. I agree. I had a lot of fun doing this one. It's always fun to look back and you know revisit those moments that we had as kids and Christmas. Uh, it really is a fun way to brighten up the, uh, the old spirit. Even if uh, some of those memories are the uh, stone, what are they? Stone defenders, stone stone protectors. Uh, yeah, the troll guiles. You know, whatever. To troll each guiles. their own, I suppose. You know. Yeah. I kid. I kid. Well, anyways, if we don't catch it anytime soon, I hope everybody has a, a wonderful Christmas. And you get all of the gifts that you want and none of the electric razors that you don't want. Absolutely. Uh, yep. And I just like to say, stay tuned. There might be one or two surprises. Definitely keep looking on the website. It's stemboys.com because there will be a lot of fun stuff going up there very soon. Would also like to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. And uh, yeah, if we don't get you by then, uh, Happy New Year as well. Very happy new year, and uh, don't commit to too many gym memberships because, let's face it, you're all going to fall off, and you're not going to go after the first month, so don't even bother. Take that $10 Planet Fitness fee and uh, go buy another pack of Little Debbie Brownies, all right? That's what we all want deep down. Just leave the yoga mats at TJ Maxx. That's right. (laughs) All right, well, without any further ado, I am Derek from itsdemboys.com. And I am Grimy from Retroplasm. And you've been listening to the Leftover Pizza Podcast. Thanks for listening. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, oh, oh.